It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is January 15th, 2021. My name is Philip Ross, my expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, the Magic get their chance to get themselves right as they have their practice and they get ready to get back on the road heading up to Boston to take on the Boston Celtics. We'll talk, we'll talk about the task ahead for the Orlando Magic as they try to get right the ship and what they were able to accomplish or hopefully what they were able to accomplish in these last few days. We'll then talk a little bit about Aaron Gordon and how he's doing as the point guard, essentially, of the team and as the main initiator and why that's actually really important for the Orlando Magic. And then, of course, we'll preview Friday's game against the Boston Celtics and maybe talk a little bit about Saturday's game against the Brooklyn Nets. But before we do any of that, I do remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching your every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's a podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the Boston Celtics? Check out our friends at Locked On Celtics. They've got a lot of questions, actually, and we'll get into some of them later on in the show. No matter what your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or college, too, there is a Locked On podcast for you. Just search wherever you download podcasts for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. The big thing that we've talked about here on the podcast, uh, really since Markel Fultz went out, is is just how different the Magic look. In both Friday, last Friday and last Saturday's games, you could just tell the Magic just had not had the opportunity to really figure out who they are again. Um, yeah, yes, they played on Wednesday. They, I think, they took that Thursday off actually before heading up to Houston. The nature of the schedule, the way Steve Clifford is approaching this season, trying to limit the amount of full contact that these guys do outside of games, has certainly played a factor in how the team is played. It's certainly played a factor in what the team is trying to accomplish, and especially now when there's been so many changes, it's played a factor in how the team has been unable to kind of take that next step or how the team has struggled these last three games. The Magic played a lot better on Monday, having gone through the games on Friday and Saturday, but yet that was still a loss. And like I said, after that game, it was very much a game where where the Magic just had to trust themselves again. You know, there's so many new things going on, it just looked like they were a preseason team. Obviously, the league has no sympathy for the Magic, but Orlando did get a little bit of reprieve when Wednesday's game was postponed as the Celtics did not have enough players to field the team thanks to the health and safety protocols in the league. And so, Orlando is set to get back to action now, having taken Wednesday off, which, you know, was done on purpose, and then having another practice on Thursday to get used to to things. And they hope that will help them take the next step. There are definitely more... uh 
factors, you know, when you're playing a schedule like this, uh, besides, you know, obviously the pandemic, I think the mental side of things, how guys, how we're all just living, that's part of it. And then the condensed schedule, um, which everybody's playing. It's fair for everybody. Nobody has an advantage, but it's a different, I mean, again, this, this is different than anything I've ever been through. And so how guys rehab, how they sleep, how they eat, it's always an important part of our league, but an even more critical area now. And, uh, you know, people always look at, I, I think schedule, the, the biggest factor obviously is always opponent. But the other part in an NBA schedule is how condensed the schedule is. How many back-to-backs are you playing? How much are you having to travel? Uh, because all those, all those things impact everybody. And uh, so I think that the more time uh, that you can get two days off, uh, I think it's going to be, you know, if used correctly, very beneficial. Steve Clifford essentially closed the gym on the players on Wednesday. He didn't want anyone on the floor just to kind of save their legs. Uh, Save for players doing rehab. Essentially, players came into the Amway Center to the Advent Health Practice Facility uh, to get treatment uh, for any lingering injuries or or just kind of do active recovery. But they weren't in there to do basketball on Wednesday. That was something that, that that Clifford certainly seemed to want to do and want to get across to hopefully get the team a little bit fresher. And he said on Thursday that... A lot, that the team did indeed look fresher. They looked as, as crisp and as energetic as they have in, in a long time, he said. And so that's obviously good news for a Magic team that's gone through a lot and obviously had to shift and change roles a ton. Um, so again, the Magic you know, had, these, had three days off, had three days uh, to practice. They practiced in two of them, one uh, thinking there would be a game. And while they didn't do a ton of live action, Clifford said, it was a lot of organization. It was a lot of, and you hear Clifford say organize, organize a lot. I think that's just kind of knowing exactly where they, where everyone needs to be and, and what they need to do. Um, it was a lot of organization. It was just making sure players were comfortable with their playing groups, where they were going to be, and what they were trying to do, and kind of reestablishing how they want to play. That's That's been something that I've talked a lot about on this show, is that the Magic just have to relearn how to play, relearn their way to play. And that's really what was at stake and what, what the Magic were trying to do here uh, at, at this moment in time. Um, it's it, it's clear that the Magic have uh, had a lot of work to do. Um, you know, obviously they're averaging less than a point per possession point per possession right now um, in the midst of, in the midst of this time without Markel Fultz. Their defense has really struggled, especially defending the three point line. So getting organized and and practicing is just absolutely key. key. As Clifford said. A lot of the issues that the Magic have had are actually just things they haven't been able to practice much, whether it's because of the, the pandemic, whether it's because of the lack of practice time before the season began, or simply because of the fact that they're now playing without such a key player, that players are in new groups and in new roles, and the Magic haven't been able to get around to it. Yeah, I think a little bit, but I think that's the biggest issue for our team right now. That and the injuries, right? So, like, today was great for that, and that's all we did. What you're talking about, Philip, is to me, when I watch it, is, you know, uh, you know, the film tells you everything, you know? And one, one thing that we're not, we're not super organized right now. And so, when you, you know, when you look at and evaluate your team, you know, execution starts with simple organization, and then when I look at how much we've practiced and what we've worked on, it's like anything. Most of the things that we're not doing well, we haven't practiced much. 
you know, and that's not their fault. And I'm responsible for that. So today was great in that way. Um, you know, we didn't do anything live. It was totally organizational with their new playing groups, which we haven't been able to do much at all. And I'm hoping that will help us for tomorrow. So certainly the big thing that the Magic want to see when they get back on the floor is that they, they look a little bit more natural, that, that everyone seems to know what they're doing, where they're supposed to be, and how they're supposed to play. That is at the very heart of what the Magic want to accomplish. And of course, as it is with the preseason, as I always say with the preseason, the goal is to be better with each progressive game, to get better. Certainly, we can say that about the Magic within the three games since Markel Fultz got injured. They looked terrible in the Rockets game, and I... I know I said said this online. At the very least, they looked completely disorganized. We want to know what, what a team that's disorganized looks like. Friday's game when they got beat by 40, when they didn't really know where they were supposed to be or how to execute it all, it was just a terror. It was, it was as much about organization as it was effort and talent, and, and Clifford was right to call his team out for that. They looked a lot better against Dallas, but of course, uh, what the real test is when you're put under stress. And again, we saw them losing Dallas you know, kind of the same way. Um, you know, they, they still were making a lot of the same mistakes that they made Friday, just less often. And then uh, and, and Monday's loss to Milwaukee, again, the mistakes were fewer, but they were still prevalent. And again, when put under stress, the Magic crumbled a little bit. Um, when the Magic kind of had, when the Magic needed a gut check, they looked a little bit lost. And so, again, having a, a couple days in practice, even Tuesday's practice, expecting a game on Wednesday, to having a practice on Thursday should mean the Magic are a little bit more organized, and that's really the best way for them to have used this time, to use this time off. One of the things these changes means is that Aaron Gordon will be playing a lot more of a playmaker role, of an initiator role. Why that's important, why that's actually been one of the Magic's goals throughout the course of, this, course of the season, throughout the early parts of the season, and what that means for the Magic coming up here in just a moment. But first... It is a big weekend of the NFL, the NFL Divisional Playoffs coming up, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers playing the New Orleans Saints on Sunday, a full weekend of, foot, of playoff games coming up. Get in on the action, whether it's the NBA, the NFL, NHL now too, or college basketball. Get in on the action with the only place that has you covered and the only place that we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. Whether it's the NFL playoffs, college basketball, or NBA games, don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast, and being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. 
2020 is mercifully over. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with the boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They're picking college basketball, NFL, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get podcasts. Uh, if one of the things that the Orlando Magic talked about, there's a lot of things that Steve Clifford talked about, some experiments that maybe he wanted to run or some ideas that he wanted to pursue that um, were over the course of the season, things that have really changed about the Magic. We went over some of them uh, last in yesterday's show when we talked about the Magic trying to attack the offensive glass a little bit more. We've obviously talked ad nauseum about the team trying to increase their pace. Um, but one of the things that we haven't yet talked about that has now become essential to the magic, essential to what they're trying to do, is this idea of making Aaron Gordon a playmaker. When Aaron Gordon got his triple-double last year, it felt like it came out of nowhere. It felt very random. No one ever really thought of Aaron Gordon as much of a passer, as someone who was going to tally up a ton of assists. Um, you know, he's you know, you could probably count his five assist games or his high assist games really on just a couple of, of fingers, um, if, if, if that. I mean, he, he wasn't much of a playmaker. He was a scorer. That's, that's that's how he fashioned himself offensively, at least. So when on, you know, February 28th, or Fe- uh, February 28th, he tallied 17 points, 11 rebounds, and 12 assists, it caught everyone by surprise. It was his first time with 10 or more assists in a game. It was a stunning play. It was just a stunning thing from Gordon. The fact that he had nine assists and a near near triple-double a week ago against the Pistons, uh, seven assists in a game on on uh, coming out of the All-Star break against the, the Dallas Mavericks, six assists the game before in Atlanta, six assists the game after, tallying nine assists against the Miami Heat on that last road trip before the season went on hiatus, and then another four assists, uh, and then another nine assists and the win over the Memphis Grizzlies that last game before the league went on hiatus, all of a sudden it felt like Gordon had unlocked a part of his game that nobody thought, nobody knew was there. Aaron Gordon had nine games last year where he had six or more assists. The Magic were six and three in those games. So, so some positive correlation there. I mean, you know, maybe not enough to make, make much of a judge. But for a lot of people... This was the vision of Aaron Gordon, a guy who could create for others, a guy who could be this versatile attacking player, someone who's not just merely a scorer, someone who's not just merely out there to pick up points or, 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 or you know, to get rebounds, but someone who you could deploy on the perimeter just as much as you could on the post to make others better. This was something new that Aaron Gordon could do and something that seemed like it had a little bit of efficacy, a little bit of, a little bit, a little bit something there. Gordon averaged a career high in assists in 2020, obviously, about three, a little bit more than three assists per game. So again, a, a small sample size, but still a potential of what he could do. And something, <clears throat> excuse me, that Steve Clifford talked about in the preseason back in training camp was this notion of getting, of using Aaron Gordon more as a playmaker. Yes, you have Markel Fultz, and, and obviously Fultz is not much of a floor spacer. But part of the idea, probably, to get Evan Fournay off the ball a little bit more, so that he's not, you know, so that you could use his floor spacing and his shooting a little bit more effectively. But a lot of it was 
Gordon is a versatile player. He's going to be playing probably smaller players or slower players that he can take off the dribble a little bit. And if he's making quick decisions and moving the ball, the Magic's offense works. I say this all the time. When the Magic's offense works, the ball finds Aaron Gordon, whether it's in the post, whether it's in transition, whether it's on the ball creating for others. So far this season when Aaron Gordon's been healthy, and there's been times where he hasn't been super healthy because the hamstring's been bugging him, when Gordon makes quick decisions, good things have happened. In, in the 10 games that Gordon's played this year, he's had three games where he's had five or more assists. Now, the Magic are 0-3 in those games, so maybe not the huge correlation, but the idea is certainly there that Gordon can pass the ball. Perhaps that freedom has come at a little bit of a cost. Gordon had four turnovers in Monday's Monday's loss to the Milwaukee Bucks. He's had five turnover. He had five turnovers in the win over the Cleveland Cavaliers on January sixth. Um, he had uh, so that would be this, the the second game against the Cavs. Um, he's had three turnovers against the Oklahoma City Thunder in Oklahoma City. His turnovers are a little bit up, as would be expected, and and certainly uh, uh, it's something that is not completely um, completely unexpected with him being on the ball a little bit more. As Steve Clifford said, though, after the game, after, after practice on Thursday, Gordon's five, Gordon's four turnovers against Milwaukee were not from half-court sets. They were in transition. You know, there's one play where he made a bad pass in transition that I can think of right off the top of my head. Um, they were just kind of, as Clifford described it, in the flow of the game. And Gordon put those turnovers on him. He was still thinking about those turnovers and understanding that he's got to be more efficient and effective with the ball if he's going to be a playmaker and an initiator on offense. But the potential's there. We saw it last year. The Magic wanted to foster it. And now, of course, they're being forced to use it out of necessity. They're being forced to play this way out of necessity. And we're going to learn just how good of a passer and creator Gordon is. Now, I would argue that the Magic's best offense on Monday was run with with Gordon at the point, or Gordon essentially playing point guard. He was a minus 17 in Monday's game, but a lot of that coming in the fourth quarter when the game just really just got out of hand. Orlando's offense was better with Gordon there. I, I don't think that that is up for much debate. That the Magic played better with Gordon out there. And teams are going to learn how to adjust. In fact, Milwaukee adjusted. They put Drew Holiday on him, perhaps the best def- one of the best perimeter defenders in the league. And teams are going to have to figure out how they're going to handle an Aaron Gordon that's handling the ball. Look, I, I, I want Cole Anthony to take this role on because that, that's, that's ultimately the role that Cole Anthony's going to play. And obviously the Magic want to use him a little bit more as a shooter as well at this juncture in time. But Cole Anthony is also not ready. You know, when we talk about organization, about making sure guys are in the right spot, making the right calls, making the right reads, Anthony's still learning. And he's going to need some trial and error, and he's going to get some opportunity. But the Magic are also trying to win. And they're starting Cole Anthony more out of necessity than out of need or out of ability right now. And so they're still going to try and hide and protect Anthony a little bit and just narrowly define his role as much as they can. Playing Aaron Gordon point guard and, you know, potentially even maybe shifting the starting lineup so Cole Anthony's coming off the bench again, which I don't think the Magic will do anytime soon, but essentially playing their five best players with Terrence Ross off the bench still might be something that's in the cards, especially if Gordon is successful at this point guardish role. 
There's other problems to that too, but it's something that should be put on the table, a kind of no-point guard lineup with Aaron Gordon running the show. But no doubt, this is an important time for Aaron Gordon. This is a time for him to realize part of his potential, part of the potential that we've all seen in him. That hasn't quite come out yet. Necessity is absolutely the mother of invention. And the magic seeing that Cole, you know, knowing that Cole Anthony is not quite ready to play, you know, a big role yet is certainly something that's forced them to change themselves a little bit. Aaron Gordon is absolutely someone that has to take on this larger role and absolutely someone that has to step up in a major way. He's largely done that. Had a great game Monday. He played all right on, on Saturday in Dallas too. And now with, again, a little bit more practice, maybe a little bit more comfort, we'll see just how good Aaron Gordon can be. This idea, though, is one the Magic have had, one they wanted to explore, and now one that they are forced to explore that could very well determine the course of the season. We'll talk a little bit more about the Boston Celtics here coming up in just a moment. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Go behind the scenes of the game you love and get all sides of the story with the Rejecting the Screen podcast. Each week, Noah Kozlov and Adam Stanko get personal while interviewing players, coaches, media members, all the people who make the NBA happen. Subscribe to Rejecting the Screen wherever you get podcasts. The Orlando Magic will actually probably possibly play a game against the Boston Celtics on Friday at TD Garden. The Celtics uh, uh, released their injury report, and even without players who are listed as questionable on that list, which includes Jalen Brown, the Celtics will have eight players enough to field a team. I, I could rattle off the stats on the Boston Celtics. I will. They're the first. They're first place in the Eastern Conference right now. Uh, at um, I, I, I should have had them up. Um, they're first place in the Eastern Conference right now at seven and three. They're ninth in the league in offensive rating at one hundred twelve point four points per one hundred possessions. They are currently 20th in the league in defensive rating at 110.4 points allowed per 100 possessions, um, and obviously first place in the Eastern Conference. Throw those stats out the window, though, because they haven't played a game of basketball in a week. The Boston Celtics' last game came last Friday against the Washington Wizards, which, of course, was kind of a turning point for the team. Uh, shortly after that game ended, Bradley Beal uh, tested positive for the coronavirus, so he's been in the health and safety protocols. Um, and then Jason Tatum was seen talking with him after the game. That put him in the health and safety protocols. Uh, Jalen Brown also was talking with him after the game. He's been in the health and safety protocols. They've had a lot of players who've been out of their lineup, and they haven't been able to field a full uh, uh, a roster of eight players since then. And they had some issues before then, of course, too. Plus, Kemba Walker's been out and all, all, all that stuff. The Celtics will now. Celtics have missed their last three games. Uh, they, they were supposed to play Miami. They were supposed to play Chicago on Tuesday, and then they were supposed to play the Magic on Wednesday. So they've been off for a week, and they haven't had their guys to practice and kind of get themselves right either. So this is 
this is a really tough position for the Boston Celtics. Now, they will get Tristan Thompson back. They will get Robert Williams back. So they'll have a little bit more size, which they didn't have against the Washington Wizards last Friday. Jason Tatum has been ruled out for the game. Jalen Brown is listed as questionable, but this is still a dangerous Celtics team with, you know, sharpshooter like Peyton Pritchard, who's played very, very well to start off his career. Marcus Smart's obviously a bull, you know, and I, I, I think this is the right way to describe it, is a bulldog. Um, you, you, he will not let a team play a, a half-hearted effort. Um, they've, still, they've still got Jeff Teague, who's a crafty point guard. You know, Robert Williams is solid around the basket. You know, Tristan Thompson is a good rebounder. There is, well, I think that the Magic are certainly uh, in in a position to pick up a win here, and the Magic should expect to get a win against that kind of short-handed team. This is not a game that the Magic should sleepwalk through or or look too far past. This is still a dangerous and good Boston Celtics team. Maybe not as good, and certainly the statistical profile, like I mentioned on yesterday's podcast, you look at statistical profiles, well, you know, the Celtics are plus two, 2.0 net rating, you know, and first in the Eastern Conference. They're actually 11th in the league in net rating, which to me suggests that the Celtics, you know, have feasted a little bit on some bad teams perhaps, or, you know, maybe there's a blowout loss in there somewhere. But certainly their defense would suggest that they're keep, they're able to be scored upon, um, you know, and, and, and honestly, watching the Washington Wizards game, the Wizards are obviously a much better offense than the Magic. The Wizards erased a 20-point deficit and got it within five, I believe, in the fourth quarter with Jason Tatum, with Jalen Brown on the floor. Now, again, the Celtics didn't have their big, so they weren't able to protect the paint as effectively. But, you know, Washington was able to run their stuff and get open three-pointers. That's that's what they do. Aaron Gordon, I think, said things best uh, when approaching this game. The Magic have to stick to their core principles. The Magic have to play their game. They can't be focused on who the Celtics do or do not have. They honestly, and to some extent, they do have to worry a little bit about what the Celtics do. Um, you know, Steve Clifford was quick to point out that, you know, when the Magic played the Celtics last year in January, um, they played without Kemba Walker, they played without Jason Tatum, and the Celtics came to Orlando and thumped the Magic, and that was last year's team. Um, they, they played a lot of zone defense, they did some pressure defense. Steve Clifford was saying, I, I can almost assure you Brad Stevens will come up with something that none of us have seen that we're going to have to deal with and we're going to have to respond to in real time. I have no doubt that Brad Stevens will do that too, and I have no doubt the Celtics are going to play extremely hard. It is, though, extremely difficult to come off an entire week off, not even having not even having the ability to practice fully, I, I feel like. It is extremely difficult to do what the Celtics are going to be trying to do against the Orlando Magic. Um, it, it, they might play well, they might you know have a lot of fight, but their rhythm is going to be completely off in a way that the Magic's rhythm will not be. I think Orlando is going to come off this break, uh, off these three days, really refreshed and playing a whole lot better than they did. I, I would expect a Magic victory in this game. I would expect that the Magic will have things a little bit more organized. It won't be perfect. It won't be perfect. There are going to be some str- there are going to be t- some tough moments, and of course, the Magic shooting and offense is still a huge concern. Even when they're rolling, even when they're rolling, even when they're playing well. That offense can go away very, very quickly. And, and if it's a bad shooting night for Terrence Ross especially, the Magic could be in trouble. I mean, that the bottom line is the Magic right now, without all their guys, need their best players to play and play well. Orlando will still be without Evan Fournier. He's out with back spasms. The Magic will also be without Mo Bamba, who did not travel with the team. He does. Uh, he is in the health and safety protocol, so he is out for the t- he's out for the time being. I think I think the protocol is a week. Um, so he's gonna he's gonna miss this road trip. It looks like. Um, 
He does not have COVID again. Uh, the, uh, Josh Robbins of The Athletic reporting that. Uh, um, he, he is in the contact tracing for a non-team member. So he is, so, you know, some probably someone in his circle either tested positive or, um, or came into contact with someone who tested positive. So he's being held out as a precaution per the NBA's health and safety protocols. A tough break for Mo Bamba, who's obviously just getting some minutes again, um, just getting back into the swing of things. And now he's going to have to put on pause again, just... Really, really terrible luck for Mo, but um, the Magic will be down uh, another key player or another potential key player uh, for at least the beginning of this road trip. The Orlando Magic take on the Boston Celtics at 7.30 at TD Garden. It'll start this road trip. The Orlando Magic will then go to Brooklyn on Saturday where James Harden is expected to make his debut for the Brooklyn Nets, so we'll see just what that team looks like and what they'll be able to do. Uh, and we'll see exactly what's in store for the Orlando Magic from there. Orlando will then uh, travel to New York for an MLK Day game against the Knicks, and they'll take on the Timberwolves and the Pacers to wrap up the road trip. So again, a it'll it's turned into a five instead of a, a six game uh, eleven day road trip or six game ten day road trip, it's now a five game seven day or eight day road trip. So. Still a very, very daunting road trip. Some good teams in there. Indiana's playing very, very well. New York's done some really nice things. Obviously, Brooklyn with Kyrie Irving. Minnesota's got a lot of talent. This is a very difficult road trip. This is a road trip that we had circled on the calendar, the longest road trip of the first half of the season. Um, but uh, certainly some opportunity for the Magic to kind of right the ship and get themselves ready uh, as they'll be home for a couple of, honestly, very winnable games with Charlotte and Chicago uh, when they get back to the Amway Center uh, in a couple of weeks. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked On Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore Amdine. Of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. That's going to do it for me. I'll see you all again next time. We'll be back Monday to recap the weekend action and preview the Magic's game against the New York Knicks. I'll actually... I will record that episode on Sunday. It is a noon t- a noon tip-off on Monday. So we'll be back Sunday to recap the weekend action. I might record that Saturday night. We'll see. Uh, we'll be back on Sunday to, to, to talk a little bit more about the, about the Magic and get ready for the week ahead. Until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Phil Prosser Mike. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.